Dumelang Mzanzi, Nolutando Ngakani here, your head of news over at Health for Mzanzi. Joining me on this podcast, my colleague and co-sister in action, Sinesi Potom. Hey Lulu, and to our listeners, welcome back to another episode of Sisters Without Shame, a podcast that is proudly brought to you by Health for Mzanzi. Suffer in silence for who, when this podcast is a safe space for your medical shames and woes. Every week, we will hold your hand as we unpack those ever so embarrassing health questions you would not dare ask in public. Acne and stinky breath got you down? No problem, babes. We've got you. December. Yo, Lulu, is this really us in the last leg of the year? You know, a lot has happened. And now this Omnicron business here, I was thinking we would at least end this year with some ease. Well, viruses mutate and this is just their reality. Let's get down to the matters at hand. We have a friend in crisis. Now, as our listeners do know, on every episode, we listen to a voice note, read a WhatsApp or email message received from a health form Zanzi reader. Remember, your messages are confidential, and we will never mention your name, unless you want us to. Sine, who is our friend in crisis this week? This week, we have a message from Valcom. Anonza writes, Hi Lulu, hi Sine, I'm lucky that my life is the same as anybody's. I'm very fortunate to have a very resistant immune system. I've been positive for almost five years. Other than obviously having to be careful when my girlfriend and I are intimate, it doesn't affect my daily life. I do face issues with my diet though, and I was wondering if you had any assistance to offer. Nutrition is not really a topic they unpack at the clinic. As you know, Sine, the 1st of December marks World AIDS Day, where we stand in solidarity with the millions who are living with the disease. The day is also a reminder that there is still urgency needed to raise awareness, fight stigma, increase treatment, and improve education in the fight against HIV and AIDS. This week, we are joined by Eastern Cape dietitian Yunus Mpecho. Mpecho practices in Kibeha and boasts extensive experience in both the private and public health space. She believes that by optimizing your nutritional intake, you optimize your health. Can you tell us why does nutrition and HIV AIDS link? You know, what are the most basic principles that a patient should also be following? I think it's important to understand that good nutrition is important for everyone's health. Nutrition plays an important role in the health of the immune system and its ability to fight infection. So healthy eating also helps just reach and maintain healthy weight and reduces the risk of of developing other conditions such as high blood pressure, which is hypertension, diabetes and cancer which I will touch on a bit more later. But for most people living with HIV, good nutrition really is the same as it would be for anyone else. But some conditions related to treating HIV or AIDS, such as wasting, diarrhea or lipid abnormalities, mean that proper nutrition really is important to people with HIV. So eating well is key to maintaining strength, energy and a healthy immune system. So for a person who has HIV or AIDS, a good diet should consist of a balance of the following types of food. So your starch-based foods, your fruits and vegetables, dairy products or dairy alternatives, 
your beans, pulses, nuts and legumes, fish, eggs and meat and chicken, and then unsaturated oils and spreads and should be limited in foods that are high in fat and sugar. So it really is focusing on immune support through a healthy and balanced diet. How important then would nutrition be in the health maintenance of HIV positive persons? So again, to emphasize, it's important to maintain or achieve good health for every person. You'd look for food that requires energy-providing nutrients, which is your fat, protein, and carbohydrates. Again, vitamins and minerals, and then water as well. But when you're infected with HIV, your immune system has to work very hard to fight off infections, and this takes energy. For some people, this may mean that you need to eat more food than you previously have had to. If you're underweight or if you have advanced HIV, a high viral load or opportunistic infections, a person should include more protein as well as extra energy. So good nutrition really depends on many things, including what type of food you eat, how much you eat of it, as well as how your body breaks down that food and absorbs nutrients. So the WHO actually recommend so looking at an average minimum daily energy requirement of an adult in the developing world so in a developing country is around about 2,000 calories so that works out to be about 8,400 kilojoules which is only actually sufficient for good health so a person who has good health so the WHO recommends that energy intake in asymptomatic HIV infected adults and children actually should be increased by 10% So above the normal 2,000 calories, for example. But during periods of illness, this should be increased by 20 to 30%. And where possible, you know, the, the extra energy should come from food. And then where there's weight loss, severe malnutrition or infection, energy requirements for HIV infected persons increases by 100%. And then if you look at your HIV infected person that is actually overweight but asymptomatic, They are actually encouraged to lose excess weight, still eat a balanced diet, and also to exercise regularly. Eunice, so we've already established, you know, what kind of foods HIV patients can eat. What are the impacts of neglecting the diet in the fight against HIV and AIDS then? So neglecting to focus on consuming a well-balanced and a nutrient-dense diet in aid of managing your HIV, a person really increases their risk of an overall poor nutritional status. So malnutrition and HIV can actually be quite a vicious cycle. So a poor nutritional status can result in weight loss, lean muscle mass loss, as well as macro or micronutrient deficiencies. This in turn really results in having an impaired immune system, which decreases the body's ability to fight HIV and other infections. And once you have a poor ability for the body to stay healthy, it increases one's in vulnerability to other infections, as well as an increased frequency and duration of these opportunistic infections, which actually could possibly faster progress from HIV to AIDS. And then a person with HIV, you may already have increased nutritional needs, as I discussed with an extra 10%, but with a poor nutritional status and an increased vulnerability, you definitely will have increased nutritional requirements due to either or malabsorption of nutrients, decreased food intake, infections, and viral replication of HIV. So the degree of malnutrition in HIV-positive patients directly correlates with survival time, actually. So early nutritional intervention is essential for the maintenance of nutritional status as well as to optimize the effectiveness of HIV treatment.
We know that HIV and AIDS is rife here in South Africa. And there's this misconception that people tend to have that, you know, healthy eating is expensive or like you're not eating healthy because it's not from a Woolworths. Can we just break down that stigma that, you know, healthy eating is, does not need to be expensive or food doesn't need to be expensive for it to be considered healthy? Definitely. So healthy food doesn't need to be expensive food. It doesn't need to break the bank just to maintain healthy, well-balanced meals in your diet. So I think it really is important just to focus at every meal time to have a source of one of the food groups, regardless of portion size. So what you want to focus is instead of on massive plates of food, focusing on nutrient density of food. So that would mean having carbohydrates on your plate, having a source of protein, whether it's eggs, beans, legumes, a source of red meat or fish, as well as then having vegetables, a source of you know, for example, it could be broccoli and spinach, it could be cabbage or carrots, potatoes are a good source, which is also a form of starch, but it's also vegetable. You know, at every meal, and you're changing it up between the vegetables, which is immune-supportive foods, it doesn't need to break the bank. And then also to encourage people, if you are able to, grow your own vegetables at home, which is actually even more affordable than going to the shops and paying transport costs. You could even use it as a source of income once you've established a vegetable garden. You know, Eunice, just to divert quickly, can you tell me a bit more of, you know, how long you've been practicing as a dietitian? Yeah, so I have been working as a dietitian since 2016. I've been in the government setting. I'm working in hospital with um, infectious diseases. So that includes HIV, TB, as well since 2016 and I've also been in private practice since 2018 actually so that is my background so I've had private experience as well as government experience with infectious diseases amongst other areas of work and what are the kinds of challenges that you face especially in the public um, um, health sector of you know actually keeping patients on track in terms of these nutrition paths that they should be following Misinformation is definitely one of our biggest obstacles with regards to treating and managing patients with either with whether it be lifestyle conditions or infectious diseases, where there are a lot of myths and old wife tales about what is okay, what isn't okay to actually be eating. And I think people often use family friends and family as their first source of information rather than clinic information from nursing staff or other healthcare professionals such as dietitians and doctors. And then when they do see us, it is most cases late referral in terms of the patient actually coming and presenting themselves to a healthcare professional in need of health. And then once they actually have received the correct information, and I want to say practical information to their own circumstances that will work individually for each patient, it actually has massive breakthrough in terms of their, their health status and their nutritional status and how they do for themselves with their either lifestyle condition or their infectious disease. And you know, something that kind of confuses me always is, you know, what is the difference between, you know, health and fitness? So I think fitness is definitely an element of health. So health, if you look holistically at health, you get physical health, which I think would entail then fitness levels, your muscle health. Then you also get nutritional well-being, which also relates to your organ function, actually. It's how the body works internally because nutrition supports, builds muscle. It provides energy. It's got to, it involves hormone control and balance. 
So there's so much that nutrition plays a role in. Then you get emotional well-being and mental well-being and spiritual well-being. So health really incorporates all of those different aspects of which fitness is one. Um, so it's just really a leg of health, fitness would be. So that's the big difference. Because it's yes. something that always confuse me as well. Yeah. I think the last question that I'd like to pose to you is, you know, what is the power of food as a medicine in the treatment mm. of diseases or lifestyle disease, be lifestyle, be it non-communicable, <laughs> any kind of thing. Yeah. There is this quote that says, let food be thy medicine. That means that food plays such an integral role of your nutritional well-being. I personally have the saying of optimal nutrition is optimal health. So ensuring that you are taking in a well-balanced, healthy diet really provides your body with all the macronutrients and micronutrients for your body to function and maintain health optimally, to fight off infection, to build healthy tissue, to really just apply your body with the energy it needs to work at 100%, if not above 100%, but depending on how demanding you make your body for yourself. One can't replace good food with, you know, supplements, for example. Supplements does have a place, but only really when a healthcare professional maybe prescribes it or points out a specific deficiency in your diet. But food really should be your first source of medicine to support your immune function and your body. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Eunice Mpecho. For more on nutrition and HIV AIDS, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. That's H-E-L-L-O at healthformzanzi.co.za. Or you can even send us an SOS to 076-132-0454. That's 076-132-0454. We will never blue tick you, babes. Eunice never ceases to blow me away. We also recently had a chat about intuitive eating and what that basically means is kind of shifting focus from diet culture to rather making you know better health choices that are beneficial and sustainable to our well-being. I loved her suggestion to focus more on sustainable eating and how you could also even potentially grow your own foods as a solution to the costs involved with healthy eating. What was the take-home message for you this week? The inflammatory nature of HIV and AIDS puts those who have it at a greater risk of infection, kidney failure, and certain types of cancer. Prevention is always better than cure. By making some simple changes to our diet and lifestyle, we reduce the risk of some chronic diseases. In order to have a fuller, happier life in our old age, we need to be committed to being healthy, if you are living positive or not. Yes, ladies and gentle guys, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. This Hippocrates quote may be a little on the questionable side nowadays, but the power of food to heal and restore remains. That brings us to the end of episode 18 of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Health Form Zanzi, from me, Lulu Nwakani. And me, Sinesipa Tom. Have a great week. And remember to show us some love by sharing this podcast with a friend. <laughs>